0: Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bay hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bay This is Toby. This is Jasmine. And this is Sophie. Um, okay, and I guess other than my voice like changing octaves three times, welcome to our January episode <laughs> of the podcast. I'm so excited to start another year with you all and yeah thanks for being on this journey with us so before we get into all things that have taken place so far this month and what we're looking forward to for the next we just wanted to update you a bit on what's been going on in our lives per usual uh so for me it's been a good start to the year honestly no complaints um yeah i mean i think it'll be a good one here for the growth and all the changes underway and yeah more to come. But in terms of other things that have been going on, uh, make sure that you tune into my friend DeAndre's podcast. Um, it's called Pass Her the Mic. And it's a really good extension, I would say, of this podcast. I mean, since you all are right here, you clearly like these topics, but she talks a lot about uh I guess how these different topics that we discuss in pop culture kind of show up in our own lives and what we can kind of do to be our best selves and she was kind enough to have me as a guest on the podcast, and that episode dropped on January 1st. Woo! <laughs> so please listen. I did tell her I was fangirling a bit because the episode that dropped after me was Rachel Lindsay. So like the fact that our names were next to each other in the lineup, I was shocked. Wow. <laughs> um, and then last but certainly not least, I was on a podcast called the Black Girl Burnout Podcast, just kind of extending on. The topics that i talked about in the tedx talk that dropped in 2022 and you know topics that we've talked about on this podcast and that will be dropping on february 3rd so it's a great thing to listen to regardless of what background you're from and just how you can kind of take care of yourself and you know look after your friends and hold yourself accountable in this crazy life that we live in and now i'll pass things off to sophie
1: um hmm. happy 2024 Ah yes, happy New Year! Yes, happy New Year. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of hard to follow up, Toby. Uh, I have not been in any podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know this is our own. Mind. Y'all know. Um, yeah, so definitely. I mean, I'm I'm in my last school of um or my last semester of law school. I am in my last school. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm just trying to bust out this last. 13 weeks and get things going and there's yeah I I can't wait till my update isn't about school so yo
0: 13 (laughs) weeks makes it sound like it's literally ending tomorrow
1: I know it's gonna go by really quickly I have like midterms in a month I'm not crazy what I will be done with my midterms in a month
2: yeah that makes sense oh my gosh we're about to start February and literally tomorrow yeah wow another year flying
1: by, yeah and i mean just back into the grind i'm working this semester again doing a little Thox bonds moment um Yo. oh yeah and then hopefully i'll be able to like travel i'm only in two classes this semester so i'm hoping that i will be able to travel and like live my life a little bit but you know they always you know, there, i feel like remember when we were like seniors in high school or like seniors in college and it's like oh my gosh like yeah we're like chilling but then it's like there's so much stuff you like logistically you had to do like doing yeah. graduation practice and then like also you had to do like brunches and you had to do like award ceremonies and all that kind of stuff and I'm mm-hmm. like the- I'm in a position where I can chill but I really can't because there's always so much other miscellaneous things that has to be done right yeah so yeah. that's on my end nothing crazy we'll see how midterms go next time we'll talk midterms will be, probably be over
2: Yo. I'm dead. She's like, I'm in my last semester of law school, but nothing crazy. <laughs> oh, that's
1: major. That's major. oh my
2: God. Um, so exciting, though. So if I'm really happy for you. And yeah, you guys make sure to check out the podcast that Toby has been featured in so far in 2024. More to come for the rest of the year. In terms of what has been going on with me for the month of January, and just the new year, I rang in the new year in Vegas with my younger brother and his friends. We They did like a big birthday celebration together. It was actually insane. There were like 60 people total in our group um, to celebrate them. And it, and it was a wow. quick, I know, it was literally a quick like 36 hours, um, which is I feel is the perfect amount of time for Las Vegas, especially going in. Um, During the like the New Year's Eve time, um, I had gotten there on like the it was like on the night of the 30th. We had all day the 31st, of course, and then immediately went from the club to the airport back to L.A. And it was just a really great time. And I feel like for me, it was a good like symbolic journey to kind of go into the year with that because I have I have just been wanting it to like my new year's resolution this year is just to incorporate more fun into my life and like not be so stuck with my routine and not be so um cooped up in my apartment as much as I love it and it's like comfortable and the best place ever and I never want to leave. So I'm trying to say yes to more things. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to have more fun and I feel like going to Las Vegas for a quick 36 hours was the best energy to help interject that, um, that resolution. But other than that, not too much happened the rest of January after Vegas, I had to hibernate a little, but you know, the, today is a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. It's like 77 degrees. The sun is out. I like I'm fully photosynthesis alive again with the personality and yeah, that's been pretty much it for me in January. (sighs) On to the fun stuff. What's been popping in pop culture thus far? I feel like uh, the first month of the year has already been jam-packed. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we also cannot start our first podcast of the year without, of course, mentioning One Direction. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw it at Men's Fashion Month in Paris this these last few weeks that Zayn ate everybody alive. the most beautiful well-dressed well-groomed ethereal human being came out of his little came out of pennsylvania um got over his social anxiety fear and served us breakfast lunch and dinner so thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) and to give a bit of background on that so um he was at paris fashion week which anyone who's like a fashion fan at all knows is the most important always and that's kind of when you get the most fun show. Sorry, Milan, you are very close in high second. But he was at the Lueve show and mm-hmm. then Kenzo. And honestly, first of all, I was already obsessed with the Lueve like guest list. Like they went full out. And a few days before, they started to reveal um what their show would look like, and it was super colorful, like super colorful, super bright. And then you start seeing like the arrivals, and you see Drew Starkey, otherwise known. As Ray Cameron from Outer Banks, like the it boy, come down. You're like, wait a second, what? What's he doing? Like literally, homegrown in North Carolina. <laughs> you see Andrew Garfield. You're like, oh, all right, right. see what y'all doing. Yes, yes. You see cousin Greg <laughs> Nicholas Bond. I literally was like, yo, they got all the boys. They literally had a boy for every like any girl. They had you covered. And then I remember watching the TikTok on my phone, and then the bear. They oh my. Whoever runs their socials knew exactly what they were doing because as Jasmine said, the very last person in the video, Zane, I dropped my phone on the ground <laughs> <laughs> out of shock. I screamed and dropped my phone because none of us could have predicted this, like him leaving his house to go right. to fashion week,
1: front row. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Mm. So who invited, like, how did he get there? who is behind this?
0: (laughs) That's what we need to know. I think what's getting super clear is that everyone who's like a part of our generation, especially in this industry, we're all kind of like coming up at the same time. So we all have the same references. Mm -hmm. We're all fans of the same people. And now we actually have some sort of power. So we are able to get these types of people in the room. That's just my guess. Cause I'm like, Zane literally like yeah, had no business. I mean, he is an if boy, but it's just like people went insane. If you go on any of the comments from anything from the way they show and a lot of the Kenzo posts, literally every single comment is about Zane. No one gave a rat's ass about the collection. All they cared about was the fact that Zayn was there.
2: Of course. Um. Well, anytime zane steps out of his house in in pennsylvania it's like a we're all on it every every i need every picture i need every angle i need to know how many steps he took from the car to the entrance like it is a big monumental moment when zane steps out and for him to look that good and like yeah they knew what they were doing i'm sorry great like great promo great pr great visibility um we hmm. he, he's outside again you guys and we you know we we've kind of been feeling that since the call her daddy episode and i'm just excited to see more of him and hopefully you know we get more music too
0: same i think we mm-hmm.
1: might
0: i'm get not gonna hold course, my breath but people are saying we might get a tour and honestly no i need a send. i'm not sure if you guys have seen this one but there was one tiktok where Okay, we've been around since day dot. Like, Zayn was never the type of person to be, like, super into, like, saying hi to fans and stuff. He was always sweet, but just kind of minded his own business. Mm-hmm. This man gets out, out of his car, goes up to these fans who, who were p- clearly waiting for him, and he was like, oh, I saw you earlier. Like, you were waiting for me. Like, thanks so much for waiting for me. Do you want to take a picture? Like, seemed so calm, so in his element. They were all being so, like, sweet to him, and he was just, like, he looked just at peace, and it mm. literally made me so- Oh. Is so skeptical. <laughs> I'm, I'm also like, rationalizing oh, it in
1: my head as you as you're talking i'm like yeah. okay this seems a lot more sense like it's easier for people to deal with this in doses yeah i know he took a long break and now he's like he likes yeah it. now he can handle three fans he's been <laughs> gone for a year and a half and he's like okay three fans i can do this yeah i can do that <laughs>
0: i will say it was like three fans outside
1: <laughs> so he could handle that but
0: even seeing him like on the step and repeat and all the cameras flashing and him like just being calm and like there i was like okay he's like doing well he's doing well
2: anyways the only man that can get away with the bare minimum so true. that is
0: true mm-hmm. but like he Amy, doesn't have to you don't have to do that much when you're zane. true mm. <laughs> Anyways, um, moving on to awards season. I mean, if you're here, you're definitely a pop culture fan. So you probably did keep up with Emmys, Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards. Everything was pretty consistent there to kind of wrap things up in a bow. Um, The Bear won basically everything in its categories. Same with Succession. Uh, what else did really well? Quinta to Brunson took home a few things for Abbott Elementary, which is nice. Yes. Um, Ted Lasso barely won anything but honestly and this comes from like a fan of the show and like also three people from Kansas City the last season was a bit and like I don't really know what this is Mm -hmm. so understandable but then I'm also a little bit sad if that was the very last season and they didn't get anything but yeah it's it's competitive out in these streets
1: and then also like it's not like Ted Lasso didn't have a time that's true. They did like win they they, they two definitely years. swept a couple, like they swept maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like
0: two years in a row that they were like winning everything, but this was definitely the bears time. Right. Um, so it was really cool to see like Eddie Berry and like Jeremy Allen White like win a bunch of stuff in their cast and just like their friendship and everything. It's just like it's such a like cool and honest show. So to see something without a lot of like frills to get all of this attention and something that's not super highbrow and something that like a lot of people from different backgrounds can enjoy, like mm-hmm. really kind of capture the hearts of even the Academy, I think is really cool. Who who hosted it? I can't remember. Um, it was Anthony, uh, what's his last name? This is really bad because he also hosted this Make-A-Wish event that I was at, but the guy from Blackish, Anthony, what's his name? Hold on. oh my gosh
1: he's older right
0: older but you know black don't crack like i still think he's like yeah
1: but we've seen he used anthony to play anderson like... yes. yes anthony anderson he Thank was on like you. nick at night or something like that when we were young yes yes. <laughs> he's been like around. he's someone that we've like we've known
0: exactly our whole life so he um he hosted and then chelsea handler hosted the critics choice awards and then joe Coy hosted Mm. the golden globes which is funny
1: because like just side note joe and chelsea used to date each other
2: yes well chelsea responded to his um very his monologue that received serious backlash with his comments (laughs) his very obvious misogynistic comments towards barbie that was like the the reason why the movie you know came to be and i mean we can roll right into the drama with barbie this year taking the hits at (laughs) the award season so we'll start with the golden globe um flop monologue from joe coy and again chelsea handler then responded at the critics award but then i'm sure as we are all aware of the nominations for barbie for oscars or lack thereof there is what only one nomination and it is for not who you th- would think it would be
1: they want to yeah like i guess they, they, actor actress wise movie-wise they have like one big nomination but they got mm-hmm. stuff for like costume design and set design okay yeah, okay they,
0: they got multiple and also like producer or it's either they're in best picture which obviously is the most important but that, mm-hmm. that also has like are they that, really it's Oppenheimer. Right. yeah they're in they're nominated for best picture so okay i thought
1: i i thought they got they got scammed on that one too
0: mm-mm. okay they're in that one which is good but i mean it obviously sucks because of the reasons I think Jasmine was going to get into so mm-hmm. Jasmine, you can keep going yeah,
2: yeah definitely I mean I know we Ryan Gosling got nominated for Ken for best actor both Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie did not get nominated um in their category in their respective categories for the role and I mean Ryan Gosling class act said what we all are thinking Um, about this decision from the Academy and I think award season this year has really just reiterated the importance of Barbie the societal you know messaging and spotlight that we need to have in the ways you know that women are often overlooked undermined and just kind of um, not take like just not taken as seriously um, you know especially in the world of Hollywood and pop culture and um I you know I'm still in shock about it um I I I don't know if they're gonna address it at the Oscars what do we think like no
0: no and the thing is like thinking more about it also and like watching like Greta Gerwig's career like she was nominated a bunch for Lady Bird she's kind of like the industry's darling like they do like her what this Mm -hmm. is feels like a bigger picture thing I mean obviously this is me just guessing but like like, okay, you can have all your box office wins and you can break all these records, but at the end of the day, we're still gonna award what is actual like real film and like real cinema. And because this was like IP and like an adaptive, well, I don't even know if it's technically an adaptive film, but since Barbie's like a real IP that they then made a film about, I think it's technically one. They wanna snub it. And of course, we're gonna take it more personally because of the whole message behind it. And people, critics also made jokes Who liked the movie last summer being like, watch Ryan Gosling get nominated for an Oscar and then Margot Robbie not. And then that same critic went and like brought up that tweet from last year and was like, Told you like it's something that unfortunately people knew were coming. I will say, like, Margot and Greta's non nominations, it's it's a massive snub and I think they knew that they had to nominate them for best picture just because of like the magnitude and how well it did and just like culturally, how it was such a moment and like brought people together, like made people really excited about film again and people who might not necessarily would have like the Oppenheimer heads. And not to take away from that film, but also like Ryan Gosling does deserve his nomination. That was mm-hmm. one of his like best like comedy performances of all time. Like he Like that was legendary. Um. So I am glad that he made the statement, but I am also happy that he got nominated. Of course, yeah. yeah.
1: I just feel like it's a little bit of like the high culture versus pop culture argument. Yes. <clears throat> like they're like, Barbie is like more pop culture. Like they don't deserve to have like a whole bunch of awards because like it's going to bring down the clout of the Golden Globes or whatever, right? Like the Oscars, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think it's stupid but um I mean I think I I I get it they're like okay so Barbie's like this is a movie about a a toy yeah like at the end of the day they're like okay and then they don't want it to I don't know I feel like they think the people that are in charge are like okay if we give this a whole bunch of love then it's like taking away from our like our
0: credibility I don't know
1: not mystique but like our like status if that makes sense but it's their
0: credibility
1: right yeah but it's like, because um, Barbie whatever. probably was a lot. I mean, truly, truly, people aren't going to look at it. I don't know if like people are going to look at it and be like, this is an incredible piece of cinema, besides the fact, or are they going to look at it more like everyone just really loved it? And that's what makes pop culture pop culture is because everyone loves it. Yeah. Like I feel like they want to like make. A cultural... Yeah. Yes. I just think that they want to, they want to like love and like cater to movies that like are more thought like I don't know not as accessible to everybody yeah and
0: it's annoying like I never watched Oppenheimer no shade I love a lot of the actors in that film
1: but just that topic I'm sorry
0: I don't resonate with that topic like I'm not gonna enjoy
1: that stuff mm-hmm. Period. I, I, I saw I- it for a class I saw it for a class I was in film in the law last semester so we went to have like a cute little field trip I'm gonna tell you one thing and one thing fucking only I have no idea what happened that movie because it was so goddamn loud oh it was long. it was loud, and it was cold. I have no idea. I have no idea. And the first, I'm pretty sure in the first scene, there's like Albert Einstein that put me into a Because that was like, you're telling me that Albert Einstein, and like this was all the same time zone. Like I thought Albert Einstein was like before the slaves. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about timelines, time zones. And when they when I saw that man, I said, You got, you've lost me. And it was so. The movie was so loud. I'm not kidding. Like it was like it's rattling the my sound. body. <laughs> the
0: Dolby, like, this movie was made for Dolby.
1: I'm uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I no. hated it. I hate it. But I got extra credit, so. Hey. I That's mean, all that matters. But yeah, I did see. I did yeah. see um, Oppenheimer, and it's not anything to write home about. <laughs> the critics are gonna hate us. They gonna hate. hate <laughs> us. I don't fucking care. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> again i respect them like fine
0: but like that just wasn't for we're not the we're not the team oh my god
2: we are not the target demo yeah.
1: mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. happen never will be
2: but barbie was yeah. for everyone
1: that's what i'm saying that's what makes it pop culture is because it yeah. doesn't have an audience it's for everybody yeah and they're uh, mad but, they're just mad
2: i know and then it makes you wonder it's like so then what are we awarding if like most of us haven't seen oppenheimer and what well, a, a, a lot of people time.
1: did I don't know why. I don't
2: know why. I don't know
0: why. A shit ton of people did. Like, the Barbenheimer thing was major, and a lot of people, I will say, like, not to give men some credit, but a lot of them did go and see both, which is good, and which also helped us because people don't really want to see women win, and had Mm -hmm. it not been, like, a huge like, family for everyone moment, we would have lost to Oppenheimer if we're being 100% for real. So, like, Barbie did do better in the box office, but Oppenheimer also like smashed the box office.
1: Yeah. Well, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Yeah. I can't comment on that film since I didn't watch it. But so same. People.
2: Yeah, same.
1: I'm telling you when when I saw Albert on my screen, I said this is this is throwing me so off right now. <laughs> like I literally had no idea this man was even in existence during this time. Like, didn't
2: he create math? Yeah, E equals M C squared. So I'm like, how how
1: are we building an, an atomic bomb and the person that's creating math is alive?
2: Like I, that doesn't make sense
1: to me. Sorry. Does I it d- did I'm not click? It did not click. Am I gonna question? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of gonna question my intelligence. They're gonna be like the person in law school is thinking. <laughs> Oh my at God. least she's
2: critically thinking about it like i'm over here like i couldn't tell you who was dude, in it was, so-
1: Alan Roy was literally <laughs> so fucking him. loud dude this shit was outrageous the homeboys and over here crying about his he he was crying to his wife about his mistress killing herself like i'm telling you this movie is so unhinged on every fucking level like i cannot believe it's so, like i didn't know people were writing for it that much i thought it was just like a cool story no, p- people
0: arrived for this i think also part of it also is like they kind of wanted to beat out barbie i think that
1: probably ignited some fire under people's why whatever. this is literally the story about us like destroying two cities right you yeah, know like men can are. we talk about this in like the grand scheme of things barbie like yeah i kind of fucked around back in the day might have had some body image image issues cool um but like this movie the movie literally made people happy
2: yeah yeah I mean, you like, know how men are. They always got to, like, piss like on anything. This is about destruction. Like,
1: this is literally about, yeah. like, the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. No. That's the issue Pillars
0: I... of the Flower Moon, too. One more snub before we can move on to maybe lighter topics is um The Iron Claw. I'm not sure if anyone here has seen it other than me. But, honestly, with the exception of Barbie, that was my favorite film I saw last year. It might have been, like, one of my favorite films in a long time. Like, and not just because of the cast, but just like the story. It, it is based off a true story. Like the acting, like I've spoken to several people from like different backgrounds about this. Like no matter who you speak to who's seen that movie, everyone's like, Zach Efron gave the performance of a lifetime. Like, honestly, I left that theater not only sad because of the story, but I honestly like had tears in my eyes because I felt so proud of him because he was like, we grew up, he's been a part of our life since we were in third and fourth grade. And so to see him like take on a role like this of such magnitude and then for that film to not get nominated for anything when it was like, honestly, it's such a good film. I think it just literally the timing of it dropping was so bad around that like mm. Christmas window and people wanted to see things like Waka and like the boys mm-hmm. in, a, in the boat and those types of films. Like had it dropped at a different time, I think it would have been a different conversation, but everyone should watch that movie because it
1: is incredible. I've heard good things about it too, just because it has hot guys in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously that helps, but they don't look good in that movie. Like they don't. I'm telling you right now.
1: Yeah. Which is this fine. Is the I'm 70s? Just saying like my friends have gone and seen it. The only reason I know about it is because my friends have gone and seen it because there's hot guys in it.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's Jeremy Allen White, Eris Dickinson, and Zach Efron. Eris Dickinson looks the best because that's kind of how he looks in normal life. Jeremy Allen White is also kind of like buff as yeah. hell. But y'all saw the pictures of Zach Efron. yeah he
1: he was looking scary he had to get so big oh mercy poor man Mm. yeah
0: all right but that's it on the oscars
1: (laughs) all right so moving on to lighter
0: topics um the very controversial mean girls musical turned movie we were chatting before this sophie's seen the musical like the actual broadway musical jasmine and i saw the movie the weekend it came out with a friend I feel like it's only fair to start with Sophie since she saw the inception. Thoughts?
1: Oh, I guess we're also recording this. Thumbs down. I hated it. I hate it. Two
2: thumbs down, baby. (laughs) Two thumbs
1: down, yeah. And like, damn. I would say, out of everyone in the group, like, I'm the one that's like a lot, I'm the one that's like the most into musicals, I guess. Like, I feel like, I I mean, yeah, you saw it in person. Yeah, and the scene and like that kind of stuff yeah um so out of all the musicals that I've seen definitely Mean Girls is not it it is not it and it's really frustrating because it's written by Tina Fey who Tina Fey is super funny right yeah. the actual musical is written by Tina Fey
2: yeah yes um
1: so I felt like it was gonna have like some type of like quirkiness to it It was gonna have like cute more like fun version songs blah 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 no I hated all of it I hate. I hated all of it Like I would, I'm not even going to go out of my way to see the movie rendition of the musical. Mm -hmm. Since you already let the world burn, is like the big Regina George song. Cannot stand it. Like I just, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed because, and it's like in juxtaposition, you have Legally Blonde, the musical, which is my favorite musical of all time, and it's like the same like fun really turned into musical. Legally Blonde the musical is something outrageous, something iconic, legendary, one of a kind. I feel like it might have changed the times, like the time warp of the universe. It is so fucking, it is so fucking good. And then you have something that could have potentially been on that level with Mean Girls, but also with younger, the Mean Girls, the first first cast for Mean Girls the musical was a little bit younger than Legally Blonde the musical. So I was like, this is gonna be stunning. No, Trash. Who, who was trash? trash, trash. I hate it. Like, I can't, I do not have one single good thing to say, one good thing to say about it, except for the fact that um I think that some of their costumes are cute. Who because was I, guess it's, I guess it's hard to, like, think about it, like, on, like, when I think of it, like, in a musical sense, it's, like, obviously, like, it's, like, a play, basically. So you guys are mm-hmm. able to, like, watch, like, a movie version of it. Like, the actual, like, costume in person is, like, kind of cute.
2: Yeah. Um I want to I want I want you to answer Toby's question. Who was the lead for who was Regina's lead in when, for your musical? Was it Renee Rapp? Mm-hmm. That's okay. like she was like like
1: it. I I mean I'm not saying that she's not like a no, talented. I think she's a good singer. That i yes. I think she's great. Cool. I don't like the music. Like I do not yeah. think that they did a good job whatsoever. I mean I Jasmine can quote me leaving the theater I was like okay
0: first off I was a bit worried because all the reviews for the movie were terrible and it's one of those things just before people had seen it though that's super key and then I didn't say anything to Jasmine and our friend before we went to see it and then when we left immediately I was like I like it but I hated the music Mm -hmm. and I cannot lie to Jasmine as my witness I said that so I completely resonate with what you said Sophie I've also been watching Renee rap though for some time because she was on Sex Lies of College Girls, so I'd seen her there. And yeah, but she
1: started. She started before any of that. She was Regina. Yeah, she's been singing and doing stuff and like all that. <laughs> yeah, but
0: like I honestly think she comes to life a lot
1: better like on
0: the real screen. I I don't know because I haven't seen her on stage in a musical, and I just because I'm not the musical target demo. I think we know this. I like stand hairspray, and that's about it. Like. <laughs> And like the, the And sorry. high school musical. But the the I, I forgot the like Asian music in that movie though.
1: The Asian girl from Emily in Paris was in it too.
0: Yeah. Oh she's in the Broadway one. No way, because she, she's in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yo. She plays um don't tell me, I don't remember her name. She plays the the her dad invented her toaster or
2: whatever what mm, Gretchen she plays Gretchen Wieners she, got I think it she plays Gretchen, Gretchen? I'm pretty sure what?
1: she's prior of the OG cast I swear to God are you in the movie she's just the French teacher right well I mean I think a lot of people don't want to necessarily have the same roles as they used to it also mm-hmm. just wouldn't
0: make sense because I mean she's stunning and she's like a great actress but her and Renee Rapp do not look the same age I will say that the cast everyone like look the same age because they all are so it mm-hmm. did actually look like they were in high school mm-hmm. yeah
1: I mean, but, Karen, I don't Karen, the girl that played Karen is like a person that's like from OG Broadway like doesn't, hasn't gone to do TV shows or anything like that because before Renee did any of her shit, she was from the Broadway musical and before the Asian girl did any of, before Emily and Paris or anything like that, she was on Broadway Yeah.
0: And they've all been down-
1: oh, I didn't know that part Mm-hmm. that was like the kind of like their gateway i guess mm. wow
2: uh, noted yeah
1: i i jenny i'm so disappointed in it it's terrible like it the music is not good mm-hmm. maybe i could give some type of redemption to like seeing it outside of like a set girl i but don't know cause i hated I the music. music i thought the music was awful yeah like, well, like uh, yeah no <laughs>
2: well I mean like, we're not listening to it again like you know like that is not a soundtrack yeah. that I'm listening to outside of the theater and I mean I really I think that the reason why it's not translating well in a musical form whether it is on Broadway or whether it's on the screen it's because a story like Mean Girls like the OG early 2000s it is is cancelable terrorism Mm -hmm. in in high Mm -hmm. school okay and so for them and I I feel like musicals have musicals in general have this essence of like lightheartedness and fun and quirkiness and so they're trying to translate humor into a medium that doesn't necessarily align with the original story because I felt like watching the watching it in theaters it was a whole different movie yeah the plot line was there was a lot of similarities and parallels to the original movie but I really felt like they were trying to make a whole new story um you know inspired by the original movie and i think that's why it's not translating well Is it's as musicals are not the correct medium to tell Mm -hmm. that story um and you know but i i know for me like some of the positives that i really enjoyed from the from like the movie itself is i loved the outfits i loved um it's, it's like stuff that I would wear. I thought that they did a great job of embodying diversity and inclusivity without, again, like shoving it down your throats and that it's obvious. I loved I loved casting different like body types and different looks for a lot of like the main characters. Um, I will say the lead for Katie bored me a little no sh- you know i forgot that renee rap was not the lead somebody literally made a comment to me the other day like oh like, i thought the lead for mean girls was so boring and in my head i thought that they were talking about renee rap so i was kind i was kind of like what and then they they re-emphasized that they were talking about katie and i was like oh yeah i forgot there's like a whole other lead so yeah. i just think the the disconnect is that it's a story that shouldn't be translated through a musical That's my, like, take on it. They had no business.
1: I don't know why they
0: did it. That's interesting because I think we all have, like, different takes that kind of align with, like, I think different, like, critical masses about this. Mm -hmm. I felt like they were trying really hard to make it, like, the original, but then make it, like, 2024, which Mm. could be, like, where some of those things that you were saying came from because they did keep a lot of the same jokes. They had to drop the ones that were cancelable, and they mm-hmm. made things current... One of the funniest jokes in the film, I think about almost every single day. I'm like, that was probably like it, the new one. Like, one of the new jokes. It literally came out of left field. Jasmine, I'm thinking about Damien singing in the talent show. That thing, because I had to go to this brand event the next week to see it again. When I tell you, and I took my brother with me, when I tell you my brother was in tears, <laughs> he almost got out of his seat. Like, honestly. So that's the thing, like, I was going to the yeah. movie expecting to hate it. And mm-hmm. I really liked it. And the Broadway musical got really, really, really good reviews. I don't know who... <laughs> I guess whoever <laughs> was reviewing it has very different takes than Sophie. I can't speak on it because I don't like musicals. And then I think everyone expected this movie to bomb. It absolutely crushed the box office the first weekend. <sighs> the and the- its tone changed. And then the critics' tone changed. They were like, oh, okay, um all right, you know, so the movie is really funny. It's great. Like, nothing can replace, like, the original Mean Girls. But then I'm, like, I don't know if they would have been saying that had everyone hated it. Because I think they were really expecting people to hate
2: it. hmm Why?
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't even... I, I seriously dislike it so much. Like, I can't... I don't even remember anything redeemable about it, so...
2: Hey, that's okay. But the Damien in this musical is better than the original, I have to say. I loved him. And, um, yeah, I i can i can see how why it's not hitting for for you know some just, people. in a movie format you have so much grace
1: like there's like when you are seeing something and it's all live and it's right there and everyone's going to see a music like like obviously i like, there's a reason to not like it but when you're watching a musical that's adapted basically into a film like there's so much room for grace like mm-hmm. they can change so much stuff mm-hmm. yeah. so i mean like maybe the the redeemable qualities probably were just highlighted
0: yeah and one thing about that actress i can't pronounce her name so i'm not gonna try it starts with an a i actually like her in other movies she's australian she's she's a good actress she's generally pretty liked but i agree it wasn't like the casting of Lindsay lohan is just so iconic the way that first movie was casted was just it's too good everything yeah. Yeah. you yeah. needed like a girl next door type and, or even i know that hair color is not the most important thing but i feel like Hattie has to be a redhead and yes. all the redheads you could cast in this movie I think just weren't, even though they're good actresses they're not right for Patty. so anyways but I mean I think Chris Briney was great as Aaron Samuels I preferred him in this than in The Summer I Turned Pretty um, but mm. that's just me I know that there's a lot of Conrad lovers out there I'm a team Jeremiah but I really liked him in this movie what's good, what's good, what's
1: good no. tell him that's Rem- what <laughs>
0: oh my gosh <laughs> All
1: right, okay,
0: we should move on and touch a bit on um reality and then we have of course one more one direction to discuss mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it quick Real house of Salt Lake City probably just had one of the most iconic finales and reunion reunions of all time um reality Tees. I'm just gonna leave it there and Monica Garcia Darnell. Fowler, whatever her real name is, probably had one of the most iconic one season runs of a housewife ever, because she is now going on pause. Whatever that means, it's unclear whether she was fired or whether she decided to go. I feel like it's a mix of both. But if you do not watch that show, you must watch season four, because it it was cinema. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say. Like, honestly, it was the real life version of Gossip Girl and seeing that unfold for women in their 50s was iconic.
2: Like, I'm almost it, right? there. I'm pumping through because I, I need to see I need to see this dinner and I need to see the reunion.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you to get through there. Um, and then Vanderpump is returning on Tuesday, which should be interesting. Ooh. I think this season is real telltale because if it goes poorly... the show's done um it was supposed to end last year but then scandal happened and you know changed things so let's Mm -hmm. see um I'm not sure if you guys have heard about the valley spinoff that's coming this spring starring Jax and Brittany and Chris
2: I didn't know that it was confirmed I'd heard um like theories about it I didn't know that it was confirmed I'm just now learning this today the trailer dropped and everything okay okay
0: yeah sorry, promo, but let's see what it's like having Jax Taylor on our screens
1: again. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I put his name out of my head for a while.
2: What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he looks man. like he's seen a ghost. Yeah. He's, like, such a, just a villain. Like, I know he's, like, better now and everything, but, like, you can't just, like, erase everything that he, like, has been permanently documented like just yeah. such a bad guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just like categorically a bad guy but I mean he's an iconic villain I'm glad that at least it seems like he's a good dad and he's treating Brittany well I think that's all we can really ask <laughs> no he definitely
1: had re- like he went into his redemption era of 1000% <laughs> he had to. he didn't have a choice like he's definitely getting into heaven yeah Girl. can't wait to
2: see you there Jax <laughs>
1: All right, Jasmine, do you want
0: to kick off the bachelor discussion and your thoughts on how it started?
2: Yes, of course. Uh, well, the first yeah. week has now premiered and we've gotten to meet all of the women that Joey will be dating this season. I am excited for this season. I th- this is going to be um I think this is going to be full of drama full of twists and turns I mean Olathe Kansas is being represented yes. this season which I think is insane I love that our hometown is on the map uh I I feel like the first episode was already so jam-packed especially with finding out what that hidden card that was gifted what was her name again Leia Leia okay so uh as we saw on after the final rose for Gary and for Gary's season, the Golden Bachelor season, we saw that Leia received a, a, a like a secret card that she wasn't able to open until the first episode and da fast forward to the first episode. It is a card that grants her the ability to um, steal a one on one date from another woman. So let's say Joey pulls up, picks someone for a one on one date. She has the agency to then interject. I mean, already. I loved being able to see the personalities of the women come out just from the scenario themselves. Leia ultimately ended up being a good person and burned the card and did not take the power uh did not take the power of that card and I just loved seeing the other women's reactions, how some of how some of them would have kept the card and utilized it um you know if if it was up to them. And honestly, I think she was playing chess. I think that well, yeah, she's a good person with, like, good morals and I total- and I love the empathy and the compassion that she had for why she burned that card, I think she's playing chess. I mean, she ended up getting the first impression rose for doing that. You know, she, she had told Joey she felt very uncomfortable and very um, worried about disrespecting the other women and him if she were to utilize that card. And I think burning it ultimately showed him, you know, a side of her that he even said he could see in his future wife. And so I think it was a great maneuver to play chess if that would have been me i would have fumbled that ability and i would have kept the card and absolutely utilized it later on in the season so uh good first episode really excited to see where it goes and i loved joey from charity season from the beginning like I, he was my first favorite first crush and yeah i'm excited what yeah. what do you think
0: um, I think it was a good first episode. It seems like from a production standpoint, they're taking cues from the Golden Bastards since we all really liked it a lot. It felt mm-hmm. new. It felt fresh, even though it's the same formula. On the Olathe, Kansas note, Sophie, I'm not sure if you know this part, but Jasmine does. The girl from Olathe is like Tolu's friend from middle and high school.
1: Yeah, she's my Facebook friend. I saw, her on, I saw that. That's how I only knew that she was on the show. Or her oh. sister was on the show. <laughs> that's why because i didn't know her i only knew because tolu had said the name
0: growing up but anyways i mean she's making quite a splash so that's like exciting to see mm. that the person from our hometown is like memorable um i mean i like how diverse the, the cast is i mean and not just for like a take the box but like kind of just representing i guess whatever is actually happening in the world right now and having a bachelor that's actually proven to be open to people from different backgrounds um, maybe which might not necessarily have been the case for all of the bachelors we've had in the past so I mean I think that's great and let's see I hope we're not getting a fake out with how they started the season the cold open of showing him like crying at the end because I feel like they love to do that to us on one hand I want the drama to be really good on the other I do want it to work out for
2: him so of course, I'm having morality issues here (laughs) and we do have another sister plot happening this season we have a younger and older sister both competing for the same man the younger sister was given the first rose in the ceremony and then the older sister was given the last rose in the ceremony and the older sister she is in the same series out for blood yes ma'am dating the same man we are doing this storyline again
1: and they're from his hometown Mm -hmm. that is that is so nasty I'm so tired of this show, honestly. That's crazy. That's intestral shit. That's not okay. Like this is every people are like actually okay with this? No.
2: No one it's is a, okay yeah. with it. It's like. weird. Especially because the older sister is like mean. Like she it's she hilarious. literally like she literally goes, You got the first rose. Go fuck yourself. And I'm like Oh good, 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 good. Yeah. So that. it's like yeah. it was yeah. there's, there's a, she was giving. She was giving. Yeah. The older sister is definitely like the fun one. Like, she's the most entertaining to watch. It's like, I think it's the first time we're going to see like the sibling conflict. Cause you know, in the previous seasons where they've casted siblings, it's always been like a cute, like, haha, we're doing this together. But like this one actually seems like it'll be a little competitive. So I am oh, interested God. to see that, to see that, last. you know, come together. But I'm also like kind of gross that, you know, that's very gross. Yeah, you are doing it the for same. the plot. This, they're going to
0: sure. be gone in the first three episodes. At least one of them. Like, I, mm-hmm. they, You know, they have to have side plots. It's a show. I don't think it's for real. Yeah. Last thing on our list before we get into the weekly playlist. So randomly, I guess the iHeartRadio Awards wanted us to discuss them because about four days <laughs> ago, they decided to release all the nominees for their different categories for the 2024 show. And normally I feel like, I don't think we've ever discussed this show in our years of having the podcast, but stumbled on a TikTok yesterday that had 2024 images of Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson, and Niall Horn stacked on top of each other. And I'm like, oh, this has to be fake, only to see the Fox logo on it um, and show you that they're all three competing for the same award for the iHeartRadio Awards. And people are going insane because they're like, we know what you're doing, and it's nasty. Like, <laughs> first of all, we're all the same fan base. Second of all, you're trying to con us into thinking that all three of them are going to show up, and we know better than this.
2: Try Who's actually going to go? Who do we, who do we, who do we think <laughs> yeah. we're actually going to see? Who, who are our theories? I, 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 I think Isle. we've all agreed Harry's probably not going to pull up. Nope. Nope. Liam may pull up instead. I, mean, yeah, I, feel I feel like, like Liam's the person career. to get nominated, but not
1: invited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. um, I, I feel know. like Liam could be there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, the most likely out of the three to be there will be Louie. Niall,
1: Niall, Niall
2: I definitely is more probable than Harry. Because Niall, as we've mentioned, is our mainstream girly right now. Um, yeah, but be I- homie. He'd be like, why not? Exactly. He's but I feel go. like for sure, Louis, he's not going to go.
0: No, I'm my money is 100% on Niall
2: going. I could okay. be 100% wrong, but he's
0: the only one I'm sure of. I feel yeah. like.
2: um Yeah, I'm sure of Louis, but Harry's not pulling up. I just, I feel like everybody in pop culture is conspiring against all of us. Because how are we, how is everybody on this same like teasing journey of one like just like dropping in little teases of possible one direction reunion or possible you know like three out three out of the five coming together whatever there is some sick inside joke happening (laughs) with these execs and these these larger heads that are running everything because why does this keep happening i'm like why do you guys keep dangling this in front of us there is something coming i think they
0: want it to happen i think like, people yeah. love One Direction. I think people just genuinely want it to happen. So they're trying to force it, but we all know we can't force God's hand.
2: No. Raise your hand. You cannot force these men to do what you want them to do. Period. Sure. But yeah, I just feel like someone knows something that we don't. And that's why these little teases keep happening. But it's really frustrating mm-hmm. um, because I am tired of being played around with. <laughs> that's where yeah. I'm at. What's the award again that they're all being nominated for? Best fan army. Mm. Yo,
0: it's the same. Bitch,
2: family. that is that's such yeah. a scam. That yeah. is such a fucking joke. That's what I'm saying. They're playing with us. And that's all I got. Watch. The person that's gonna win is not any of them three because we're we're not voting. Like I'm you're not gonna make me choose. You cannot pit us all against each other like this. That's so stupid. It's just yeah. dumb. It's yeah, it's bait for what? Like I think they
1: look I think they should be embarrassed with themselves. iHeartRadio. Be embarrassed.
0: The thing is, and they're messy too. Like they're the ones that gave from um, Raquel, I mean now Rachel, her podcast. They're like known for they love doing stuff like this. They love yeah, they to be in f- the conversation.
2: Yeah. I don't appreciate it. I appreciate them. You know, trying to keep things funny and cute and light, but we can't do that with One Direction. You can't be, you can't, we can't be funny with, with the five of them. Nope. But we can't be cute and light with our weekly playlist. So, Jacqueline, what have you listening to? Yes, of course. So, you guys, I will have to say right now, I think my song of the year, we'll circle back on this in December, is going to be Rich Baby Daddy by Drake, Seza, and Sexy Red. It's such a fun song, and I think it's going to be around all summer long I'm also personally using it as a manifestation um song because I would love a rich baby daddy in the next five to ten years um another song that's kind of like resurfaced and re- and like come back up in my discography is Peach by Kevin Abstract and of course Dominic Fike's features in there so nothing new or surprising what I've been listening to my top two artists uh, my light-skinned boyfriends and yeah that's that's been it for me so far in January so f- are you preparing for the Super Bowl with your weekly mm-hmm, sure, have. <laughs> sure
1: have, sure have. Um, I have <laughs> rekindled so my weird. love. I mean, not like it's gone any any away. I just feel like I wanted to go back to um, greatness. I feel like I had been listening to music that wasn't cutting it, cutting to my standard. So I have gone back to listening to the best of my. All Time Confessions Extended Version by Asha Raymond. Yes, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yes, yes, yes. And um, I just, no shuffle just from beginning to end and it is absolutely fucking crazy. I do not understand how we're all getting away with it. Like we're all getting away with just listening to this album like I don't know how we are not in mass chaos. It is so fucking good it is so good so yes um i've been listening to that and then outside of it not really much else maybe a couple of like tiktok songs here and there nikki just released she released a song or something like that
2: Mm. what's the opening track on confessions because remember it, is it okay well you know because yeah. we always say the opening track has been we've we've been noticing how important the opening tracks have been on these albums lately so yeah it's like an intro it's like an interlude basically and it's yeah like confessions and he's like this is my confessions," and then it goes into yeah gotcha
1: wow which is crazy but that's how you knew that's i feel like that's how we've known is like you know the second or third song is always a single which yeah being the fucking second song off of confessions is crazy <laughs> Is crazy but um, yeah, so that's what I listen to. It's such a good album, guys. Like, ser- seriously, seriously, they they don't do it like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm. It also it just coincidentally, Usher sure is going to be the um, Super Bowl performance artist this year, and I think it's going to be absolutely crazy. I don't know if uh, people are willing to expect it. Like, I like I don't. It, there's there is expecting something and then being physically able and willing to expect it. And mm-hmm. I don't think people are physically and able and willing to expect what he's about to do. So I'm looking forward to it in two weeks. And we just have confirmation that the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. Let's, Let's go! See. Oh my Party god!
2: Girls. Oh my... Well, alright. Wow, they get to watch Usher Raymond live? Yes. live. Where, where are they again this year? Phoenix? it'll be it's, it's gonna Vegas. be in Vegas that's why Vegas. I, actually, I oh, okay okay
1: paid. because he has his all baby residency oh because
2: he has the yes duh he has the residency all right well Toby so he's basically gonna be performing to at
1: home it's gonna
2: yeah. be crazy. I yeah, will please, say my family
0: do show was going off my dad's like are you watching are you watching <laughs>
2: um I know yeah. actually now that I'm I'm having <laughs> the exact same Right.
0: Um, in terms of me, I'm also, and I guess in a similar way of Sophie trying to return to greatness. Um, but in this aspect, like pop girly greatness, I've been listening to 2015's, um, probably one of the best pop albums of that year, uh, Delirium by Ellie Goldie. Like, it's one of those albums I'll never forget, like, where I was the first time. And I think it was actually Sophie that had sent it to me. It was second year of college. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh my, like that's one of those it's one of the few pop albums where like similar to like I guess confessions, but obviously not to the same scale. Like I won't shuffle that album. Like listen to it all the way through Wait. from start Wait. To, no skips. That album is no
1: aftertaste. Start.
0: Aftertaste Around You holds um something like... in the wiggly Move. Like literally that's so album.
1: good. It's so <laughs>
0: Where is she at? Never open? Oh. i think aftertaste is the opening song mm-hmm. holy cow that's insane but yeah that's what i've been listening to um yeah i mean this was a very heated passionate <laughs> start to the year but you <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way um so thank you guys for listening and joining us for another year of the Weekly BK. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Yes, we will be back next month with our thoughts on the Super Bowl, what happened in February. Stay tuned for Sophie's um Sophie's point of view of Usher's performance at the Super Bowl and cool. yeah, in the meantime follow like Comment all those things. The social, all of our social media handles will be down below. Um, please take the time now to stream to Strength Need a Rebrand on YouTube or Ted.com, wherever you prefer, whatever platform you prefer. Again, te- check out Toby on Pastor the mic um, and her next upcoming episode on Black Girl Burnout. And until then, we will be on the lookout for what's popping in pop culture. We'll see you guys next month. I'm Sophie. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Toby. And you've been listening to The Weekly K